0: and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, well, it... Uh, Andy and his wife have a bedroom issue that we discussed today. We'll keep our powder dry. (laughs) Nothing to
2: do with our new cricket sponsor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you'll hear about that. There'll be some sport talked about as well. And uh, we went back to 1995, didn't we? Eric Cantona, the Mm. infamous Kung Fu kick. It was. Daniel Storey, the author of a new book, taking us back those 250 days when Eric was out. Mm. So, we hope you enjoy all this.
2: (laughs) for a bit tired this morning. Really? You know, a bit tired, yeah, bit
1: tired, yeah. the anti-snoring pillow arrived yesterday. Ah, now was David Morrissey the fine actor right that you put it over your
2: face? <laughs> yeah, I might as well have done. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's it the, was the science? Com- it was a complete disaster. Let, uh, let's,
1: uh, so let's bring listeners up today. Andy Jacobs uh, is a big fan of uh, Instagram and uh, Instagram has these pop-up ads to buy stuff and he has a bit of a weakness mm. for buying stuff when it does, including a headband with a punch ball attached to it that's right you heard me right headband with a punch ball attached to it eight quid <laughs> basically hits you in the face most of the stuff he <laughs> orders never ever turns up and he can't be bothered to chase it um just give us one or two of the other items you've bought i ordered some slippers from china for somebody what for kind Christmas. of slippers they're like converse
2: basketball boots but they're slippers okay and they're great but they, they when they finally came they were ages ago they were like three sizes too small you're gonna send them back to china are you what are
1: we I gonna do with them
2: Brilliant.
1: So, anyway, despite the fact that you don't get off the stuff Mm. and most of it's uh, rubbish, you still keep going back in. Well, the, the son recommended the anti-snoring pillow, and I okay. thought,
2: it's got to be good, because both of us, I'm sure like a lot of couples, both of us complain to each other that we both do it, you mm. know, so, it's, yeah, but honestly, it was a, it was a complete disaster. My, I never heard my wife snore so loudly. What, last night? Mate, it's not, <laughs> honestly, it's I mean, not that, a, was,
1: that was the worst ever. I had to go in the other room. It's not a it's snore a amplifying pillow, is it? <laughs> is it? it oh, it's got be. a small speaker <laughs> built into it. That would be great, wouldn't it? It was ridiculous. Not, not happy with your partner snoring? <laughs> then try it with this try small this. Marshall <laughs> stack. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice idea. would have been good, yeah. So it didn't work? No, it didn't. What's, you don't know what the science is? I, don't, I can't really. All
2: it is is a very sort of, it's almost like a hardly, a, it's hardly there. It's almost like just sleeping on the, I suppose it's to do with the position yeah. of your neck, but... Yeah, I don't think
1: it worked. But you're a bad snore. What I've kind of. I've um, I... no idea because I can't hear myself. Can but you, know, you have been recorded? No. That's the other thing that couples <laughs> do. you record each other. Like, this is what you sound like. <laughs> oh,
2: that's yeah, a bad one. That would be. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> not yeah. good, really. Okay. No, no, I've no idea. But I, we'll I, keep us I'm informed, Andy, no, on no, the nice anti snoring pillow it's if there's it's, any it's, movement it's working. That. Um, um, we're going to talk to John about the cricket, but what a beautiful days bowling from one of the all-time greats Jimmy, Jimmy Anderson. Anderson yeah sensational it's fascinating to watch. it was it was brilliant test cricket that and, and I love this Caribbean series for TV wise because mm. you can you know you can watch up till about nine o'clock you, yeah yeah you know you've got plenty of time to, to really enjoy the I, sort of last two or three I'd, hours I had to go
1: out and I was listening to the last half hour with, um, with our boys and they were on sensational form you know Harmy of course knows all these fellas mm. has known Stokes for years and talking about Jimmy and it, it was brilliant and Goffey as well so really, they should a really, played good
2: Broad. listen John was right about that. You know, I, The only thing we were talking about whether he should have played for a bat, he should have played for Rashid. The, the problem is he, Joe Root doesn't trust Rashid. He only trusts him to bowl the overs to get to the new ball, yeah. like they did yesterday, or to get t- the uh, tail-enders out. And, you know, I think Broad would have been better. And I felt a bit for Curran because it was, he was really expensive and leaking runs. I was calling him Jim Leaker. <laughs> it was, it was, oh, Jim Leaker. Jim Leaker. Yeah. It really was quite a poor effort. As many him, he's really take as many wickets as Jim Leaker that would be quite yeah it good. would be yeah. yeah. but anyway we'll talk a bit more yeah. about that later um, what have I got here that's right oh yeah uh, <laughs> this, is a good, this is a good one actually from the uh, did you
1: watch the game last or you watched the cricket you didn't oh, watch yeah. Burton oh I
2: turned over and I just saw it sort of was one new I mean Burton well done Burton yeah, yeah, it was a good home, result wasn't it here. but I had no appetite to watch it no you couldn't, couldn't It you? was. It was quite difficult, really. Well, yeah, you know, it's difficult. I mean, I, I haven't got much appetite for tonight's game, to be really honest. <laughs> uh, but congratulations mm. to Greta Plowman, 99, wow. who uh, hopes to set a world record. What's she qu- having for lunch? That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. But sorry about that. Is that her name? <laughs> yes. Greta, <laughs> Plowman. Greta Plowman. I see that's a big question. What's she having for lunch? Oh, OK. <laughs> It's well, the thing where I do the thi- I do the setup. you yeah. just guess what the joke is. Well, that's I don't right. blame you. I mean, it was a fairly obvious one. It's a shame though because uh, I told that one to my wife as one. she laughed. She laughed, that's yeah. right, yeah. No, but I mean,
1: no. didn't she see it coming? No, she's not <laughs> like you. She's not a doctor of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now look. Yes. Um, Andy Yeah, is, look. Yeah, look. Now look. Yeah. Andy and his wife are struggling to sleep because they both snore. They've tried uh, a thing, a watch that sends an electrical charge through them and they frighten <laughs> the life out of them. They get waking up every 20 that minutes. Good, yeah they've now got the snore amplification pillow they bought on instagram i bought another
2: thing on instagram that you you put up your nose like it's like a nose mouth
1: organ you look really, like <laughs> like the league of gentlemen is that what it looks like when you put it in, a bring, nose mouth bring organ. It in, it's absolutely useless does it turn you basically into a snoring larry adler <laughs>
2: <laughs> fantastic
1: what did i sound like last night well I'm, i think we got um the old gray whistle test theme <laughs> And the music from Genevieve. Yeah. Don't tell me me, that's one for the teenagers. <laughs> uh, anyway. Andy, try a box try a boxer's mouth guard. Okay. It works for me, says Mark in yeah. So that's good. Thank you, Mark, for that. Um try a boxer's mouth. You've still got one of those you oh, your boxing. I have, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. When you put that in, do you don't you don't grind your teeth? Other people do that no, in there. Even I don't after do. a Chelsea defeat. <laughs> I might do tonight, uh,
2: yeah. During the game. Okay. Yeah, well, but bo- I'll be doing it as soon as I see the teeth. Really honestly, I've never felt more like it's singing the booth. Out. the team selection <laughs> yeah. if he picks Giroud we've got a chance if he goes with the same old thing that he's done that's not worked for the last 6-7 mm. games 9 games then basically it's a turn around and go home I think I won't but that's what you'll feel no. like doing
1: you're up against an understrength Spurs, Andy. I very think much you know, so, it's, yeah. But, it's uh, going to be very difficult for them tonight. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Uh, Congratulations. Oh, you not too. To,
2: to Harriet and Richard Christmas oh, on wow. the birth of their baby, but I'm not sure I'd call him Arthur. No, or Mary. <laughs> yeah, Mary yeah. or Arthur. and was a boy, but honestly. Are they gone insane? with Arthur? Yeah. They call him Arthur Christmas. Arthur Christmas. <laughs>
1: That's <right.
2: laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's his second name, but it's good, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's good, marvelous, well, well done, well played. Yeah, um, do you want a quick T twenty? But T twenty birthday spread. i have got to it's try good. and guess the age of this person you're going to give me. Yes, like. Okay, yeah. go on. Then all got right, then got we'll a give new that a new tech up. So he's got to find Pele. Okay, until Pele, he'll be in there somewhere. Okay, it's going to be somebody you know. It's mm. the legendary uh, host of University mm. Challenge, not yeah. Jeremy yeah. Paxman, but the first one. Bamba Gascoigne. Bamba Gascoigne, yeah. And uh, I served hors d'oeuvres once to nearly a dozen of his mates. I said, Hi, Bamba, here's your start for 10. Oh, blimey. Um, <laughs> I had to get it in quick before you did <laughs> yeah. That's like I see. Gonna go runs, it. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to <what> go start off a 10 right on something. It's a ploughman's game. <laughs> yes. I'd say he's got to be about 91, hasn't he? Oh, I forgot to give you a spread. I would have said. Uh, Within five. 50. it was actually 84. 81 blew it then,
1: didn't I? It yes, was a disaster. Unlucky, really. Absolute disaster. It's gone terribly <laughs> what,
2: what wrong. Can, for what me, can you though? do? Um, you see that Thomas Tuchel was referring to Neymar getting injured yesterday as nay he calls him nay we're worried about nay I was thinking that's what Frankie Howard used to call him
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> exactly. yes that's one for the teenagers as well isn't it what if you Thrice said to, if you said to Thomas Tuchel in a press conference oh <laughs> sound a bit like Frankie Howard <laughs> you wouldn't know what kind of uh, he may be a kind of real student yeah. of. Uh, well he's watched that um, thing every Christmas <laughs> dinner for one yeah he may be a fan of old that's black true, and white comedy might. from that's, the that's UK. That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah he might possible.
2: be. Um, what's the name of this fellow? Where is he? Oh, yeah. Twitter founder Jack Dorsey has admitted that the uh, social network is divisive. Yeah, thanks very much for inventing it. Well done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> Marvellous effort there by you. Yeah. Uh, what else have I got here? I've got a statistic. This is an odd one. Mm. This. <laughs> Honestly, these... Mike Dickens used to go on about this. is academics who come up with sort of surveys or, or theories on things that don't really matter so for example this is a classic one this. Bruce Wayne's Gotham City home complete with Batcave gadgets would have cost £98 million in real life home experts estimate you think well, what's the point it doesn't, so it doesn't exist in a city that doesn't exist and it would never happen but never mind a
1: yeah. oh, bit, uh, bit of transfer news oh, is there. What yeah, is it? Uh, this news it could be good news for uh, Newcastle fans What's that? They say, uh, they, they say they have picked up, I mean, the, the, certain people are saying that they have picked up the young 24-year-old defender from Lazio, uh, Romelu Lukaku's younger brother, Jordan. Oh, really? Yeah. Hasn't he
2: played for Belgium on occasion?
1: Oh, I think he I think he oh, has feeling, he? yeah. So, uh, okay, yeah, that could be good. 24-year-old, younger brother of Romelu Lukaku. Um, I think he's going to be on loan initially because it was very interesting. You heard Luke Edwards uh, on with that. Uh, Uh, The guys on Breakfast the other day off of his piece Mm. in the Telegraph saying, "Unless he got a couple of signings, uh, that was it. He was off at the end of the season." And it does seem to have been a bit of a catalyst, doesn't it? Yeah, because um, he's in a
2: good position there. You know,
1: he's a very, very good manager, and he's done a terrific job at
2: Newcastle under incredibly difficult circumstances. I'm sure he'd be snapped up immediately. Mm. He's not always the easiest to work with. You know, he does can fall out with the bosses of the club he's at, but he's also an
1: incredibly good manager. Yeah. So uh, there we are. That's, that's not confirmed, but uh, that is the word. And if I was
2: Mike Ashton, I, w- I wouldn't want him to go. I wouldn't let him God, go. No, blame him yeah. not at all. And it's worth you know it's worth backing him. I mean because especially in this window, because I think Newcastle have got a very good chance of staying up, given that you know it's going to be very hard for Huddersfield, very
1: hard for Cardiff. You know, so I, th- I think they've got a they've got a good chance. Um, later on in the show, we will be finding out about what we believe it was a, a young player's initiation ceremony uh, in non-league football and uh, this goes on a lot in football of course mm-hmm. and it does involve normally a sort of young player standing on a chair in the canteen or in the dressing room uh, singing a bit of R&B mm-hmm. and uh, being laughed at and they're always very reluctant but uh, our guests later on I think it's fair to say embraced it and took it to a new level it was like a sort of uh, vegas stage show <laughs> it did so, look good. In which case, it's kind of backfired, isn't it, from the from the player's point of view? Because they're there to make him feel as uncomfortable as possible. Yeah. And he's basically done a turn for is them. Is it
2: there? It's not really done to make them feel uncomfortable as possible. It's made them to feel,
1: to have fun well, it, and to break down the barriers. I suppose it yeah. is, but, you know, there, there's a bit of sadism in there. Don't yeah, you a think little making bit, a, you know, little young the, guy gets in but not the squad? to the make it, point where you really no. make him feel bad. Oh, no. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not that bad, but, you know, it, it's not yeah. it's not the easiest thing, I wouldn't think, if you're a young football and no. going to that environment with a lot of people you don't know.
2: And Sky have announced we'll be talking about it later. We're very excited about it. the first ever this is true. Yeah. First ever underwater news bulletin. Yeah. So we're, we're urging Sky Sports to follow...
1: Deadline <laughs> here on yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it, Jim? My yellow diving suit. That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah, Jim in a yellow diving I could suit. I see that. It's tremendous. Five, yeah, it'd be good. I can't, it hurts doing that. <laughs> you need a thing of water. I, what's a thing of water? <laughs> a glass of water. You need a thing of... Homer Simpson. What's that thing you dig? Food. That's it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Hawksby
2: and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. A chocolate bar aimed at football fans has been launched. Cadbury has created a limited number of its classic dairy milkshare bars. Yeah. Milkshare bars. Oh I see yeah. With a Premier League turf design. Oh yeah. Um so yeah, so it's for football fans. And of course on their fruit and nut they've got a picture of Diego Maradona.
1: I've oh yeah, yeah, of course they yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, of but, course they have, that's right. Yeah, much. yeah. Um, Anything else?
2: Anything else? Oh, yes, plenty. Good. Uh, He said Unai Emery. Oh, yeah. Unai Emery uh, wants Arsenal to hire Monchi, the uh, Roman, uh, Roma, yes. uh, sporting director. He's brilliant. He worked with him for three years at mm. Sevilla. Matt uh, Scott, who we spoke to earlier, is very excited. No, he's,
1: he's very good at his job, yeah. He is, and I know them quite
2: well. His family often come over at night. Uh, hey, hey, it's the Monchis.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they case out, you sing that <laughs> That's song. That's what I sing when they walk through yeah. the door, yeah. We were talking about Frankie de Jong earlier on, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Barcelona's website has announced uh, his arrival. Is it some mad. They're getting more and more mad. These videos. No, no, no. It's it's the choice of words they've used to describe him as a oh, yeah. player. Um, now you might say he's got mm-hmm. he's got a versatile player. You know, you might argue that, that would be the case. Yeah. He can play in defence mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so, yeah. but that's not the word they use. I don't know if this has been lost in translation mm-hmm. slightly, but they say he's a polyvalent player. Polyvalent. It's normally used in the kind of chemical industry that word. But it's <laughs> not he's, polytechnic. No, he's, he's a polyvalent oh, yeah. player with an excellent reading of the game. And I thought, I've never ever heard that word used in I'm the context gonna, of I'm going to try that tonight. You're going to sit I'll there them. with the boys and say, oh, he's very good. He's, he's polyvalent, isn't he? <laughs> but I just think, as Barry Fry ever got on the phone and said, hello, mate, we got this boy. We don't want him anymore. He's polyvalent. We have him for five grand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I doubt if he ever has. No, uh, old Barry never done that.
2: Now we're used to in the world of uh, reality shows we're used to sort of spats they're, they're a good way of publicising the show they get people interested yeah 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 and, but this one in, in Dancing we have on a Ice a spat
1: Andy why don't oh, we have a spat because we like each other and well I like you I, I, don't, I don't like you. Well, I know you don't. So b- that must be the makings of a spat. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we well, need It a, could be, but because um, you're right, they, you know where would the yeah. X Factor be? Where would any of these shows be without yeah. a spat? I don't. know. I mean, we could have one with with our producer John. There have been presenters him. on this station who have had spats. <laughs> oh yes. Oh no, they have. Yeah. With famously. other
2: p- presenters as well from other stations.
1: Yeah. they Oh, yeah, so, yeah, oh there's, yeah. There's oh, been a few. I'm going to kiss and tell now. I'm no. waiting for the book to come out. I'm like Schiltz.
2: There is a new book, isn't it? Yeah. On the way at some point. So anyway,
1: spats, Andy. Anyway, spats. Anyway, this one
2: about dancing on ice judge Jason Gardner yeah. suing the GC for defamation, apparently. Mm. This would be, oh, be amusing. The it? GC.
1: Don't you buy into her <laughs> nonsense? Yeah, that's what I call The
2: GC. Honestly, I was surprised, though, that um, he doesn't seem to think this is a problem, but he, he, does, he can't skate, Jason Gardner. Uh, well, he's a dancer, isn't he? That's, isn't, hasn't he got quite, a dancing background? That, I mean, you know, dancing and skating aren't quite the same thing. The
1: Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Now, we take you back to the 25th of January 1995, an evening game at Selhurst Park between Crystal Palace and uh, Manchester United. And uh, Eric Cantona has just been shown the red card. This is our old mate Jonathan Pearce uh, in full flow at the moment when the red card uh, was issued. Of course, something happened after that, as you'll discover, uh, in his old capital gold days. Listen to this.
2: There we are, JP. I thought he was right. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what the problem was. (laughs) Well, Well.
1: um, it was the catalyst, uh, potentially, for a huge turnaround in the club's uh, fortunes. And it was a very interesting period when he was banned. Uh, And writing about it in uh, 250 days, Cantonal's Kung Fu and the Making of Manchester United, Daniel Storey joined us. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Good afternoon. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, it was complete and utter shock, wasn't it, that evening when we watched that all unfold?
4: Yeah, it was like nothing we'd, we'd ever seen before, and it became, as Jonathan Pearce alludes to, a media storm that we'd never seen before. Um, Cantona, uh, I think the game felt had this in his locker, had this in his personality, but we'd never seen it release so spectacularly. Um, and... Yeah, it became it became something that defined Manchester United's next era um, purely by accident, because because clearly the incident itself was incredibly shocking and incredibly damaging to the club's reputation. Yeah. So what happened exactly uh,
2: between the time that
4: Cantona was suspended
2: and when he came back?
4: So the, the, the three big things that happened, firstly, was was Alex Ferguson's reaction, was that he um, initially was favouring the club getting rid of Cantona, either selling him or sacking him. But pretty quickly, the club advised him that that wouldn't be possible. Um, and so Ferguson rallied around Cantona. He effectively decided, right, we're going to build a team around this guy. If we're going to keep him, we're going to make him special, because that's how I think I can get the best out of him. And that's how I think we can avoid this happening again. Mm. Uh, the second thing that happened is that Ferguson agreed to effectively completely revitalise Manchester United's squad by signing no players. Uh, he sold Andre Kanchelskis and Mark Hughes, both of which were... Kind of predicted in that Andy Cole had come in the January and Kanchaskis was, was playing for a move anyway. Uh, but he also sold Paul Ince, who had kind of filled that Cantona vacuum, that power vacuum within the club and become a sort of self-appointed leader. And in doing so, he he attracted a huge amount of criticism from within the club and, and externally as well. He, Manchester United fans doubted that. Um, there, was a, there was a poll in the Manchester Evening News in which over half fans surveyed said that they thought Ferguson had got it wrong and that his time was up. Mm. Um, but Ferguson put faith in that class of 92. Um, Cantonar's first game back against Liverpool was uh, coincidentally the first time that all six of that class of 92 had played together in the same game, which is is really fitting because the third thing that happened is that Cantonar was persuaded by Ferguson to take that generation of players under his wing. And that was for the making of him mm. and for them. It was a very con- kind
1: of combative mm. time for the club. Uh, I mean, first Manchester United tried to control the situation by imposing their own ban to the end of the season on Cantona. Then the FA extended it and United felt that, 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 you know, they'd been stiffed a little bit there, didn't they? And then also, I mean, he always had a prickly relationship, well, generally had a prickly relationship with the press. But I remember it being uh, that period, especially with Sir Alex Ferguson and the press, was was a difficult time, wasn't it?
4: It was indeed. and And, and Ferguson having made the decision to stick behind Cantona did what he did best, which was went into siege mentality mode, into firefighting mode. Um, the club were in incredibly frustrated at the football association extending his ban. Effectively, they felt that by, by putting in a suspension, they would go ahead of the FA and they were led to believe that that would be the end of the matter. Mm. In fact, the football association made it pretty clear that they considered banning Cantonar for life. Um, in the end, they extended his ban until the October, which, um, Made Ferguson's decision to stick by Cantona inherently risky because it effectively meant that when he came back, there was no, you know, there was no guarantee he was going to hit the ground running and. And having missed out on the title to Blackburn in 1994 95, this was a huge test of Ferguson's credentials. Mm. But yes, he went into firefighting mode. He went into siege mentality mode, and he went into me against the press mode. Yeah, and, and he, he did.
2: D- yeah, sorry, Andy carry no, I was going to say he did go on to become an all-time United hero. I mean, there was even a film about it. Wasn't it? looking for Eric and all this. Yeah, thing. he was a, a cult figure. Really, he
4: was. And I think I think that's. That's mainly because he he had this superstar talent, but he also had uh, this everyman quality—the flaws of the everyman that supporters could identify with—and uh, and also I think they appreciate his role as as a mentor, as an an idol for those players that came through. It wasn't. Mm. It would have been impossible to to have Cantona as a mentor if it was purely talent, because um, you could not copy that kind of natural skill. And and I think one of the the standout characteristics of that class of ninety two is that they made the most of their ability. Players like David Beckham and Gary Neville, and Paul Scholes made the most of what they had. And and to all intents and purposes, and listening to those United players, um, that was because of Eric's effect on them.
1: That that period as well. Um, he kept a pretty low profile, apart from one infamous press conference, of course. Of course. Face. When, when he just sat there and said hello, and then uh, they let the, the lawyer do most of the talking, and then they asked him if he had anything to say, and of course he he said, "When the seagulls followed the trawler, it is because etc." And in the book, you say that he, he carefully chose his words, didn't he? he was asking uh, Morris Watkins, Manchester United's legal representative?
4: Yeah, there, there are two that, there are yeah. two trains of thought here. The first is that you know it was a fairly um, transparent metaphor for the media that they were following him around, trying to get tidbits of gossip and salacious news. The second train of thought is that, which Cantonar played on later, was that he came up with the words at random in conversation with Maurice Watkins. Uh, and it was merely a you know a, a choice of random words in order to put the media off the scent and to change the story from what he'd done, his actions, to his words and his personality and kind of increase the myth of Cantonar. And if, if that was his intention, it certainly worked. Because, again, this story is really interesting in that it, it led to two of the most famous Premier League quotes. One is the seagull following the trawler and one is the you'll win nothing with kids that Alan Hansen said in Mm. the August of of 1995. So Mm. yeah, this was Cantona's attempt to control the story having stayed deliberately quiet for so long.
1: I just love the idea of him standing there saying, what do you call those sea birds? And they say, oh, well, seagulls. Okay, I'll write that down. And those small fish.
4: One of those small, you could say
1: sprats. I don't like sprats. Sardines, so that'll be it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly that. Exactly. Yeah, I think we all went with the former, didn't we? we? all felt it was a bit of a pop at the press. That was the that was the nature of it. He did have a wonderful arrogance about him
2: there, didn't he? He did that, that famous goal where he just stands
4: there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the players thing.
1: say that in the book. You say in the book, a number of them, you know, like Roy Keane says, he kind of walked in like he owned the place. Mm. Um, but, I mean, th- th- that was... It. When you had a lot of senior pros that could be taken in a slightly different way but as you said with a lot of young players coming through he became that focal point and of course the following season they went on and won the title didn't they?
4: Yeah and and the, the trust that Ferguson placed him in Cantona was the reason for him deciding to stay there was serious interest from Inter Milan uh, they almost signed him initially when he committed to a new contract and then Towards the end of his ban, Manchester United arranged a few friendlies in which they were going to play local teams. They played Rochdale and the FA tried to investigate that and said he shouldn't be playing in friendly matches. Mm-hmm. And effectively, Cantona flew off the handle and put in a transfer request. And he was again very close to joining Inter Milan. But it was, it was Ferguson telling him, look, I want you to be my guy. I want to make you the captain. I want you to lead this team on. Now Cantona he didn't actually stay at Manchester United for that long thereafter. He retired, as we know, pretty early on. But he did create that new era. He did win them the league in that that ninety five ninety six season. He did win them the FA Cup final with these. You know, he scored five winners in one 0 wins in the last fifteen games of the league season. He scored the winner in the FA Cup final and. Manage It was, it was a, an absolutely tremendous and iconic piece of man management from Ferguson. Mm.
1: And, of course, it's the one piece of footage I think I'm still right in saying that the Premier League won't licence. Um, if you do your 50 most shocking moments in football, yeah. you get the same <laughs> two or three stills you, and JP's commentary. Yes. You don't ever hear the uh, you don't ever see the footage because they won't release it. Oh, that's I wonder why wrong. they
2: wonder why.
1: They probably such... see it as the kind of the great disgrace. They don't want to see it as a as a you know, a, a moment they would rather forget it's, in the history of the Premier League. That's really. certainly
4: why they, they yeah. imposed the, the ban they did effect, you know, because the Premier League at that point was until Cantonar came along was was the division one rolled in glitter. It was this different name but Pretty much the same. It weren't product. a lot of
2: foreign players. Were they not
4: not Southern not at Europe. the point when Cantona started? <laughs> no. When he came back from his ban, there were a few more. <clears throat> but yeah, that ban was imposed because they wanted to move away from this 1980s hooliganism reputation that the, that the old Division One had. And you know, Cantona's actions very clearly didn't fit into that.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, fascinating stuff. It was an incredible area. It brought a lot of it back to me, really, because I remember at the time, it was a huge story. It was never off the back pages. There was always, at least every day, there was a small, there'd be a few column inches, there'd be a mention of Canton throughout that period would not there it just never went away it was um, yeah I mean if you lived it I don't know if you could realise how huge a story it was well yeah. the, the bloke who we, I'm sorry Dan Matthew, Matthew Simmons we,
2: mm.
4: we've never really heard from him well mm-hmm. I didn't we, know I
1: thought he'd never done anything but you say that he spoke to uh, the French journalists yes, a few uh, years uh, ten a years Alex later yes a
4: so foot um, where he at the time he he was you know he was a, a football hooligan there are actually rumours which I detail in the book that he was a, a QPR or Fulham fan who had got into the home end um, um, but yes, he had a pretty. He had he had associations with the National Front. He was later um, banned from football grounds for extra football violence that he did. But in 2007, yes, a So Foot journalist tracked him down, and he, he 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 said, you know, this ruined my life. I was a stupid boy. I shouldn't have done what I did, but it ruined my life because Canton. I got to play football again, whereas I never really recovered. I lost my friends. I lost my job. I had to live with my mum because yeah. the press were chasing me. So he, he yeah he expressed huge regret for the incident.
1: And this, there's a little minutiae of the moment you write about. You, Paul Ince, of course, weighs in and gets a hot cup of tea thrown over him, doesn't he? <laughs> it's like there's a little moments on the periphery of, of the main bit as well. Yeah, uh, Paul
4: Ince. Yeah. Paulin's is very much the side character in the story because he, you know, he, he he goes to court with Cantona. He's found not guilty, but he goes to court with Cantona. He then moves on because he tried to take Cantona's place and made him the self style governor at Manchester United. And obviously, yeah, he went to Inter Milan, whereas Cantona didn't. So he is the very interesting side character. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, lovely to see you, Daniel. Thanks very much for coming in. We wish you well with the book,
1: 250 Days: Cantona's Kung Fu in the Making of Manchester United." You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between. One and four PM on Talksport. So there we are. That was this afternoon. It's good yeah. hearing Jonathan's commentary again, wasn't it? It was fantastic, yeah. iconic bit of commentary. Amazing, anyways. wasn't yeah, it? Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, so we're all uh, looking forward to tonight's game. Well, Why so? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> no need. Okay. No. Well, we'll be poring over that. Uh, one of us will be happy at least. We've got to get a result. A draw's no good in a knockout competition. We'll see you tomorrow. Guardiola will be happy. Yeah. He'll... <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow from one.
2: Planning for your next trip.